that? I can hear the echo down the hallways of storage. These oh poor God. people are about to be unleashed with the raw power of perverted podcasts. <laughs> See, that's why I do a, don't do a funky voice because I end up copying like you. Kathy, are you ready to do a show? I am ready. See, that wasn't bad. Let's do a show. Woohoo! The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four! Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion. Recording tonight after an exhausting day at work because no sacrifice is too big for our wonderful listeners. I'm Kathy. (laughs) I am Count Boogie. (laughs) Sacrifice, Kathy, that is the message of the day. Uh Sacrifice to life, martyrdom, moving forward. When the shit gets shitting, the the shitter takes a shit. Where are you going with this? Kathy, it's been a great week. Hasn't it? Let's start with you. Do you have anything wonderful for potato mayhem? Because boy, do I. I got my results of my transvaginal ultrasound. That sounds very LGBT. Um, LGBT? What are you talking about? It's well, not a trans, trans vagina. Tra- you're transvaginal. It sounds like you had an operation or something. Nah, they stick the wand up inside of me and they do an ultrasound. And they were looking at, remember that uh, freaking uh, cyst your I cyst had on implant. my ovary? Cyst yeah, your, your cyst implant to implant. make your ovaries look sexier and plumper. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> My ovaries do not need to look sexy. <laughs> no more plumping of your ovaries. Did they actually? I know last time you said they had a really hard time getting the little proby thing in your no, cervix. No, no, that, no. That's my cervix. Yeah. Okay. They were trying to do a biopsy inside my uterus and they couldn't get through my cervix. This was an ultrasound of the cyst that is on my left ovary to um, see if it's gotten any bigger or if it's doing anything. And so far, it's the same. They called it unimpressive. I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> my cyst is not unimpressive. <laughs> I knew the butt hurt. No matter what, you can't have something like that said, even if it's something that you would like to be unimpressive. It's you gotta use writing. better words. I saw the report. It says unimpressive. You're like, fuck you, motherfucker. My little sister. And you just stick your fingers up there and give it a little pet on the side. Who's my good little sister? You impress me, don't you know? Don't grow. Don't grow up. Yeah, exactly. I'm very happy about that. But now pretty much I'm going back to the doctor every six months for ultrasounds and mammograms. So, you know, that's the life of a post-menopausal woman. So I'm just sucking it up. Well, at least you're sucking something. Have you sucked Creative Explorer anytime recently? Yes, I have. And I'm going to suck him again this weekend. And I'm very happy about that. There will be much sucking. That is good. That is very, very good. Will there be any punaner penetrado? There better be penetrado. (laughs) Otherwise, Boogie, why the fuck am I going over there? Seriously. I agree. I totally agree. You stand up for yourself. 
You say that's the dick, there's the poon, get to it, and none too soon. Did you see how I just threw in some little poetry there? Just to and, make that. And make it snappy. And <laughs> make it snappy. Don't be crappy. Otherwise, I'll reach in my pocket and pull out a motherfucking slappy. Oh, my God. I don't get that crazy. All right, let's move on. What's your news? Well, I'm going to start with quick bad news and then oh. start with funnier than shit news to make up for the bad news. So remember when I said I really need a car because I'm living in the one that doesn't work. And yeah. if I get a car, life will be magical and stuff like that. Yeah. That only works if you don't get ripped off and buy a car and get defrauded that the car actually doesn't work as well as all the ads and the inspection showed. So, uh -huh. um, so I went and looked at a car and, you know, last week I joke about how it's pretty, you know, you keep an eye out and you try to see for behaviors and whatever. This ad was a model that was two years older or newer than a car that I had years ago that ran like a tank. You know, this model of Camry ran like a tank. So I'm like, I'm going to, you know, this looks good. And the ad was perfect. No problems. No mechanical problems. Zero. Everything perfect. Getting it in driveway, selling it for my sick dad, blah, 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 blah. So, of course, I'm cautious. I go over. I, you know, look under the car. The car runs. It's older, but, you know, it's fine. And, uh, and, and the guy is, like, pleasant. I talked to his wife on the phone. They seemed just like a couple. It seemed... You know, I told Mew driving away, I was very apprehensive. I bought the car and I'm like, I need a car. And uh, there was a couple things that I'm like, you know, you know, he made me sign some paper, like a literal notebook paper, which is pretty useless. But he's like, you know, oh, this is for my dad. And, it, you know, it said blah, 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 scribble, scribble, as is, blah, blah, blah. And I said, even though it says as is, you know that if I drive away here and the transmission drops or whatever, you're still responsible because your ad said this car was in perfect condition. He's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Call me back. <laughs> so 20 miles later, check engine light comes on <gasps> and I call him three hours after buying the car. And I say, what didn't you tell me? And he's not answering. And he's just like, Oh, I don't know nothing. And I go, it's check engine light. And he starts making excuses. And I said, well, we agreed. Uh, I didn't sign up for this. Uh, do you want me to bring it back tonight or in the morning? And he says, sold as is. You want to take me to court? Go ahead and try. <gasps> no. So now I am in that. And it turns out no. it was the EVAP monitors and the minimum it, it could cost if I can't get the smog to pass is another $800 on top of the 2700 I bought for an old crappy car. And uh, and so now I have my family lawyers and, you know, I got to hunt people down and and go through that. Oh, you're, you're going to get the lawyers, the family lawyers? In well, I got the family lawyers, but, you know, it's like if you don't have the correct addresses on the things, it, it's like uh, it is nothing I wanted to start worrying about. Right. I was supposed to go to the chiropractor. I, I go to therapy tomorrow. I was supposed to live my life. Getting in that car was supposed to be like a triumph, you know, that I got a running car. I can now get another job, a second job, and be able to maybe afford a place. to. It was supposed to be a really special moment, and instead... It, it just add another nightmare to my life. So, uh, um, uh, so that's, yeah. are you going to be able to get help from the, the family lawyers? Yeah. I mean, if I could, if we hunt down the correct addresses and stuff like that, he can write letters and, and blah, blah, blah. And small claims court, the, it's the law that says in California, you have to provide a car that can pass smog. 
So that's my mechanic right. said, that's the one thing um, that you, if you can get him to small claims court, they'll, they'll give it to you. And then you know, hopefully I can get him to pay if I have to pay right. the 800 bucks to get this fit. But it's just, once again, it's just, just another thing, man. Just another, just another. Now I have two shitty cars in a parking lot. So anyway, no more of that talk because what was really funny about the parking lot is I'm sitting in said parking lot. By the way, I will not mention any more homeless shit after that. I just wanted to share that because I shared it on Patreon <laughs> and okay. said no more sad, fucked up homeless shit. Done. Let's get to the fun. There's sex, whatever. I'll make it fucking work. <laughs> so I'm in the parking lot. Kathy, when you talk to people and give them an opportunity to be open, sometimes you open a floodgate that you didn't expect. Uh-oh. Because I'm really good, Kathy. I really noticed that. I'm really good at disarming people very, very quickly with my honesty and vulnerability, just like you and I do on the show, you know, every week. And we, you know, really give people a chance to feel like they know us and that they're comfortable and they're not shamed for who they are. And very quickly, they just want to just, this is me. Oh, my God, I get to talk about this. I'm literally uh -oh. in my gym parking lot sitting. It's like 1130 at night and I'm sitting there spoofing Pokemon Go, you know, just lamenting my life and, you know, catch, trying to catch things. Having a mellow time. It's a nice evening. Just watching planes land because I face the airport. And uh, all of a sudden this car pulls up like literally like right into the spot next to me. And we're like, hey, man, we keep each, the little distance here in homeless <laughs> parking lot, you know, so whatever. But then he like looks at me and he's like pulled, you know right window to window like the cops park uh and he's you know okay he's gonna ask me a question and it's a nice car and it's like a nice you know the guy looks professional you know you know and uh i roll down the window and he's like hey you know what's the scoop here on the parking lot for like sleeping at night and okay i know this you know because you'd be surprised kathy how many people in really nice cars have to live in them in los yeah. angeles Oy. Because they can't survive. This guy has a janitor, you know, like a yeah, he works in a hospital. He makes good money, you know, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, whatever, you know, it's still. And so he's this, you know, I don't know where the fuck he's from, some Latin country. And he's oh, everything cool, you know, and I'm like, give him the rundown. Hey, as long as we're all good, they let us be here. Don't fuck up. Don't pee all over the place. Just, you know, come in, be quiet, leave in the morning. And he's like, oh, okay, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, are you married? And, and this is, once again, this is happening now in about 90 seconds. And I'm like, oh, my girl's, you know, off in, in uh, medical school and blah, blah, blah. And then my other partner's in here. And then I just look and I go, oh, I'm polyamorous. So we all know each other. And he's just, his eyes just go, oh, we're now at about a minute, 45 seconds oh, into the no, conversation. No, no. And oh, he's like, oh, I used to do that too. I used to drive a truck and I had one girl and, and then we used to, you know, be together. And then we had other, and we went to all the swingers events and, and she, we used to smoke a little bit of meth so you could, you know, have sex all night. It was great. He's all, do you think I could like watch you and your girls? And I'm like, no, <sighs> that's not going to happen. I said, what we do is more like the BDSM with like, you know, bondage and whips and, and spankings and stuff like that. And he's like, oh, oh, now his eyes get really big. We're at about two minutes and 25 seconds into the conversation. 
And he's like, I've always wanted to learn that. I love bondage. Oh, I've wanted to learn so much. And then he just looks at me and he's like, you know, I'm bisexual and, and I just dream of being in a harness and having big dicks. Fuck me in the ass over and over and over. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. How do you get into these things, Boogie? And under three minutes flat, this guy wants me to tie him to a tree in the parking lot. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not. Only that's you, not- Boogie. <laughs> I'm like, when you come in, just, you know, park over there. And he's like, you can teach me bondage. I go, no, YouTube has a lot of videos. I am now backtracking like a motherfucker. Why did you even start telling him this Well, I I am an evangelist for kink, Kathy. You know that. So I start talking about things, you know, and I just want to be open and give people. And, man, he was ready to just... Wow. So, <laughs> in under three minutes. I I just how I just don't understand how these things only happen to you. <laughs> because it's me. <laughs> That's insane. That guy helps you deal with mental herpes. Let's put a logic condom on our brain. Now we're better protected from a king-shaming world. For your peace of mind, please know that the author of every post we talk about has specifically granted us permission to do so. Today we have a post by Owlfinch. Fabulous name. I love this. We got it. This the name thing. I was confused. Okay. Because I'm like, Owlfinch. Okay. Because first thing I caught, two birds. An owl and a finch. Now then, at first, I'm like all metaphorical and like maybe it means like, you know, because she's a a dominant. So like maybe she's the owl, the predator, and maybe the finch represents the the worker bird that builds nests and, you know, is more submissive or whatever. And, you know, I saw, you know, because we always try to figure out what people's names mean. And then all of a sudden I started laughing because I'm like, okay, first I picture a little finch with like a massive bobblehead owl on it and just uh. the little thing tipping over and just these little finch feet sticking up going, this isn't working. And then I pictured li- like the uncle fester with the owl body with his little finch head sticking out or the guy from talking heads. Remember when he used to wear the big suit in the eighties? Uh-huh. That was, that was what I got from the name. Hopefully she- oh, it's only a name and you go off in this crazy, crazy, just, fantasy land thing but i will bet you because if she hears this obviously she'll never grant us permission to talk about her post again but she hopefully will tell us what the name means and i bet my first guess was the closest oh really? you- okay well we'll wait to hear from alfinch if you got close at all <laughs> but i love the post let's talk about that and also a big, huge thank you to our listener Kazoo for tagging me and, and putting at Kathy in the comments and leading me, leading me down the path to this wonderful post entitled, Please Show Me Your Boundaries, in which she says, There is a particular type of sensation I feel when approaching play with new people, especially as a top. I imagine myself standing in a wide open field of pleasantly swaying grass extending as far as the eye can see, full of endless possibilities. But of course, everybody has boundaries and limits, so imagine that there are fences. But I don't know where they are, so imagine the fences are invisible. And then imagine the fences are also electrified. (laughs) (laughs) 
If I had to choose one word to describe this sensation, it would be terror. Whenever I hear newer inexperienced bottoms say, I have no limits, all I can think of are the invisible electrified fences littering the grassy field and why won't they tell anybody where they are? This is the reason why I absolutely love negotiation and boundary discussions. In these talks, my play partner graciously shares their knowledge with me. They set up with a paintbrush and they say, here, let me draw you a nice square around you where there are no invisible fences. I have been blessed to play with people that are particularly self-aware and communicative. My favorite kind of play partners are fluent in the operations of their own brain and able to crisply communicate their boundaries. Dear future play partners, please, please show me your boundaries. Your boundaries aren't limitations. They are my freedom. (sighs) As somebody from the city who has walked into an electric fence, it was about the most accurate description of what that feeling is like when you're looking all cool in a play scene and you're like, yeah, I am in charge. This bitch fucking worships me. This is going great. Look at this. I'm doing, yeah, I'm going to take you here. I am in control. And then, and it's, there is no cool. There's nothing. There's no, I don't know anybody. Maybe there's somebody out there, but it's not me that can all, that can, that can, that can not have it be a terrifying, horrible, jarring bitch slap you out of your zone when something goes bad that you did not know. Uh huh. So the description of this post, (laughs) when I read this, when it was like, oh, the field. And I'm like, oh, this is nice. She's talking about a night. And then she said the fences. And I'm like, oh, you could trip. And it's electrified. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that. Uh Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it feels like. That's that's definitely a a thing. Now then, you want to go first? No, go for it. Okay. So apparently, though. Even though I have, in play scenes, run into said electric zippy-dippy fence and been jarred out of it and had to figure out in the moment how to, you know, save what was going on. You know, you have to stop and then you have to address the issue and you have to address the bottom and see where this is going to go. Is it this the end of the scene? Is this just a rest? What did we discover? Is there going to be emotional damage? And then, and then you have to navigate that. Um, That always, when she talks about getting that information from the bottom, that is a blessing. That is literally a play scene blessing. When you have a self-actualized person that even if they're new, I've had plenty of people that are new that have negotiated a scene still pretty well. You know, and you could get a gist that they want to maybe avoid certain things. But there are those where they really don't know. And you have to ask yourself, how how high a voltage do I want the fence to be? (laughs) How much of a zap can I take tonight? (laughs) How much of a zap can I take tonight? Because sometimes, and you well know, that you'll go into that play scene and go, okay, we don't know much, so we're new, but they're really eager to try this, this, and that, and I really want to do this, this, and that. Sometimes you just have to say, hey, 
we're going to do this and let's just see if we enjoy each other. And then maybe we can try this, this and this. But when we approach that play or that play, we're going to change the headspace. Yeah. You know, if we're going to, you know, like if they're, they know it's spanking this, that, okay, this is cool. And we're going to do that. Then we can be all hot and bothered and run carefree and, and buck naked and wild into that part. But when it's time to, try the violet wand which funny enough has been a hell no has been an electric fence surprisingly because mm-hmm. it's electric play um or needles or fire play or face slapping or degradation or any number of things when it's time to go into those play that we know the voltage may be turned up i'm going to switch gears before we get to those and we're going to walk a little nicer through that does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Okay. The your the speed at which you're going to go changes depending on a lot of factors, and 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 some of those factors are definitely how experienced your play partner is, how how much of a possibility there is for triggering. And it doesn't really matter how much you um, prepare; you're never going to be prepared for anything. There are, there are always going to be surprises, um, and I think that when you approach playing with a new partner. You have to be honest with yourself and ask yourself, how much am I willing to take responsibility for? Because as tops, you know, we're told you should take responsibility for everything going on. Well, I've always considered that bullshit, you, bullshit because you take responsibility for what you can take responsibility for, for things that are actually under your control. And then there are things that are not under your control. And you know that going into play with somebody new, some shit's going to go down or even somebody that isn't new, but you could even know each other. But like you say, you're going to attempt to do something edgy or something you've never done before or even something you know has has a possibility of causing a trigger. I mean, I, I know people who have tried things uh, knowing that they're, let's say, claustrophobic or knowing that they have issues with having their hair pulled or their face slapped and they're with a committed partner and they're going to try it. And even then, those times can be very nerve wracking, like she says, uh, that it's it's not an easy thing to do and if you're willing to go through it i think both partners have to take responsibility for it but i got to tell you in reading reading this post i feel very much like her in that i don't like that sensation so much that i actually will turn play partners away in in favor of saving myself <laughs> i don't like that that much you know i'm not a I'm not like you, a predator or somebody who is uh, has a lot of courage when it comes to, well, hey, I'm going to try anything and I'm, I'm going to go for the edge play. I am so ridiculously cautious that I, I fuck myself up sometimes with, with the fact that uh, I don't want to endure that. So I'd rather have nobody to play with tonight than have the possibility that I could hit that fucking electrified fence. So you're saying you're prudent, in other words. You're well, prudent and forward thinking. I am, Whereas but some I, of us I'm are also, like, ah, I've been shocked before. I know it's going to fuck me up, but, you know, look at I, that fucking ass. Just look at that ass. Well, you are a guy. So I, I, I actually, I kind of imagine you like, like some five-year-old kid just running crazy in a field, not even knowing that anything could go. Just throwing your hands around and all over the place, and then bam, there you go in your your little fence. Yeah, That's yeah, how I straight, see you, boogie. Straight to the <laughs> ER. I'm not going to say I haven't been that reckless before, because I have, and and you get lucky and it works out. Because obviously, as you build experience, 
on both sides, you can see little warning signs quicker. It's not a guarantee. Everybody is different. It doesn't mean you can't be fooled or tricked. I mean, we just, I just got fooled with a car. Um, I'm not perfect. I don't pick up all the hints all the time, but there is something about being doing this for a long time that I can kind of see the, some of the warning signs. And then I will just choose to back off so I don't necessarily slam into the fence, uh, right. you know, without, without <laughs> any, any warning. But it has happened. Absolutely. <laughs> literally and, but, and figuratively for you. Literally, <laughs> yes. I've done it both. That horse just looked at me like with such indignant, whatever you call it, indignation. Is that yeah. it? When it just indignantly fucking stared at me laying on my back with cranberry juice all over me (laughs) fucking stupid horse i just wanted to pet the fucking horse i didn't know what an electric fence was i'm from los angeles it's oregon what do you want (laughs) for from a top's point of view even sometimes the bottom can be very confident in what they're good with you know and it's really good just like we were just talking about to never assume and sometimes you really do have to lead them away from their excitement because maybe they've masturbated thinking about having their face smacked and spitting in their mouth for the last five years. It doesn't mean that it's going to work out right for them the first time they try it. And so you, there's that thing where it's like, well, I don't want to look, you know, overly conservative and lame. But in a sense you sometimes have to lead and you have to prod a little bit and be like, have you thought of the consequences of this? Cause they're gung ho. I want to do this. And then you have to be like, Hey, do you know there's some risk? And sometimes they're like, Oh yeah, I know what the risks are at that point. It's maybe good to start sharing some of those risks. Yeah. And I've done that before, like with fire play for sure. And then they're like, Oh yeah, I don't, I don't want that. That's bad. That would be bad. Right. Okay. Well, then before we do this, let's just try this. Right. So I've got a couple of, I actually have quite a few emails, but I, I got a couple that are, you know what I really love, Boogie, is when people give us status updates. Like <laughs> they've written to us before and then they write back a few months later and go, so here's where I am now in my life. And sometimes I keep this stuff and I can go back and look and say, oh, yeah, that's the person who did this. And other times I lose it and I've completely lost and I don't know what they're referring to. This is one of those (laughs) emails. So (laughs) I'm ready. I'm all excited now. I'm like, oh, (laughs) what history are we going to tap into now? No, it wasn't. I don't remember. Dolly Gwen, I remember the name, has written to us before. And so she's calling us to let us know what's going on in her life. I mean, she's emailing us to let us know what's going on in her life. She says, hey, Kathy and Boogie, I finally moved to Washington and just joined the scene here. And I am so happy to be out of Texas. That makes two of us. (laughs) And guess what? I had my first scene with a top that really proved to me that I could step out of my comfort zone. We negotiated, which was... Isn't that great? I love hearing shit like that. We negotiated, which was awesome and also nerve wracking for a first timer. I talked about my triggers and what I wanted from the scene and the risks. And I finally got to do the number one play on my list of kinks. And that was human furniture. And I realized Uh a sis needs to get more serious about her yoga because my knees nearly gave out on me in the end. (laughs) 
know, furniture doesn't mean you become solid wood. It just means you play that way for a few minutes and, and, uh, and you know, do, do the best you can. It's good she noticed. Yeah, and thank you so much for giving us that update. I love getting those emails. Okay, and then we she have She turned one- into Ikea furniture. That's what happened. <laughs> you know, you start out as an oak table, and then after about 15 minutes, you start turning into this shitty particle board furniture from Ikea, which is a massive, <laughs> giant, shitty, cheap, mostly furniture yeah. store that has meatballs. Don't, don't diss Ikea. I love Ikea. Okay. Well, All right. thank God okay, she's- fine. All right. I have another email from Aaron who wrote to us and he said, the first episode I listened to was number 250 back in March when a tree limb fell on Kathy's car. I've listened to all the new episodes every week since. Oh boy, do I remember that. Back in about July or August, I was working ridiculous hours driving a forklift outdoors and I decided since I had 70 plus hours a week to listen, I was going to start from episode one and work forward. Well, about two hours ago, I heard the first episode I recognized. A tree limb fell on Kathy's car. I had hit episode 250. I kept up on all the new episodes every Thursday, so I'm officially a zombie apocalypse master. Woo-hoo! We got another one, Boogie. We got a zombie one. There's a lot of them, Kathy. I know. That means you've listened. That means you have listened to every show we have done. Now then, we have not counted like the Carter half a PP episodes that if you become a patron, that's not mandatory. That's just like the extra PP zombie. If you become a patron, you get some extra episodes that Kathy and I did in the car. But if you listen to all of our episodes, you are a perverted podcast zombie apocalypse master. Woo-hoo, that is R&D. quite an achievement. And you can put that on your resume, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, right. For the next <laughs> IT job you have, perhaps if you're going to do some biochemistry, uh-huh. perhaps a certain level of NASA, you know, rocket science and things like that, um, perverted podcast, zombie apocalypse master, um, will get you that edge, the edge. Uh huh. I'm sure that's for unemployment. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what that's the edge is going to give you. Okay. He finishes by saying, you guys have not only kept me sane at work, you have taught me more since July than I ever thought possible. More about consent in the last three months than I have learned in the last 44 years. Because of you guys, I felt comfortable enough to have a long age appropriate conversation about consent with my 11 year old daughter. And I felt confident that I actually knew what the hell I was talking about. Kathy, your voice is sexy as all hell, and your insight and experience are quite instructive. Boogie, your particular brand of insanity lets me know I'm not alone with my depression and anxiety and has kept me entertained all summer. Thank you for all that you do, and keep doing it. I want to cry. Did you just, like, did you just like get all gushy-mushy, and you're like, we, we have family. I did. I'm all, somebody thinks my voice is sexy. Not right you now. No, he's but. fucking <laughs> squirting him out. Yeah, right now you're just <laughs> Bo Derek from the 70s right now. <laughs> I'm so lonely I could touch my own butt. It's been so long since I played that I'm more a virgin than a slut. <clears throat> I spank and slap my pillow every time I I squeeze a tube of toothpaste and I call it my naughty bitch.
I'm fucking lonely. Yes. Yes, indeed. Thank you, Dio Bug. God damn it. So, Kathy. Mm-hmm. So, I realize that the shorter you give the perverted podcast listeners to say something, the better the better it usually works out in a bigger number. So, so for today, because, you know, I was feeling lonely and, you know, so many of us haven't played and whatever. So I made a post in our uh, Perverted Podcast Vet Life group and said, if you could play right now, one sentence, what type of play do you miss the most kind of thing? Hmm. And we actually had one day, I can't believe, like eight different people wrote in and said so i didn't get permission for all their names so i'm just going to go ahead and say they're all anonymous um but uh number one and then you and i can just drool appropriately for that (laughs) type of we'll just be doing a lot of "Mm, yes okay Mm, yes are you ready i'm ready first the first i would like a session of heavy flogging and sense and a sensory deprivation hood yeah you're not like you you don't like hoods? I don't like. I'm a claustrophobic, so I oh, don't okay. like any kind of sensory deprivation, and I I don't like flogging. I never have. Well, poo poo <laughs> the first fucking fantasy. Why don't you? No drooling I, on my part. <laughs> well, I'm drooling because I had. I mean, literally, I think both my arms would fall off. They're so out of flogging shape. I feel it real. Pa pa pa. Uh. Wow. I guess I should pick those up. <laughs> Thank God you have a sensory deprivation hood on. Otherwise, you'd see how pathetic I look right now. Number two, knife play. <laughs> I want a pair of fishnets cut off me. I like the knives, Boogie. Okay. Yes, I you like do. I like the knives a lot. I like it when... I like it... They scare the fuck out of me and I am a flincher so I've anytime I've ever played with anyone in knives and I warn them I am a flincher so really don't put it near my jugular because I will flinch and you, <laughs> you'll kill you yourself know. exactly <laughs> but I love kill that my... fear I just love it <laughs> I'll kill myself and you'll go to prison for it <laughs> see look at that that's perfect that's like a double jeopardy kind of thing uh, no it's not you'll actually be dead sorry it's not double jeopardy exactly. um Let's see. What's the next one? Because I had to scribble these out. <laughs> Apparently, I can't look at another screen on the same laptop that Zencaster's okay. on. So I had to scribble these out. Hot and sexy bondage dungeon play and everything in between. <laughs> okay. Somebody's greedy. <laughs> All of the things would have been a good description to go with it, which is true because it's just like, I want all the things I miss being... I miss being in the club and dragging in your 19, like like uh, Anthony dragging in his five toy bags. And you're just like, I can do whatever I want right now. We have choices. Uh, Next one. I would definitely like to receive a good flogging and caning, which is not that good for you. You like canes, though, don't you? I love using canes and I've had them used on me. You have to be very light, but I, I very, very much like canes. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I miss the tap. Well, Mew's going to be back from school in a few weeks. So um, it is O to the N very soon. Cool. As soon as I read some instruction manuals on how to inflate my penis, I don't exactly. I asked her when she gets here, I go, when you get here, 
can you um remind me where your vagina is? Because I'm afraid. Have to. Yeah, because I'm afraid I'm gonna you know try to stick it in her elbow or something. That's gonna be and awful. On her, on her part, maybe her 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 vagina healed over and you know. Pro- <laughs> Tear ah! that thing open. <laughs> Chastity virginity play. <laughs> which leads not to the next one, which is just literally all it said was CNC. That's all they said. <laughs> Concise and to the point. Consent, <laughs> consensual non-consent play. That's all this listener wanted. The next one was gentle knife play and or being stepped on. Ooh. While I mean, doing the knife play, maybe. Uh, oh, Gently. that's unusual. I'm going to step on someone and do some... No, no, no. Separately. You can't do that stuff together. They said and or. So, yeah, you can. Oh. You can, like, totally just, like, step on someone's hands. I've done that. Where, and not, like, with all my weight, because I'd fucking crush every bone in their poor little hands. But, you know, <laughs> you just put, like, the tip of your foot on the edge of the hand and then hold them down and then maybe hold the knife up to them. Yeah, I'm down with that. Oh yeah. Oh my gross. <laughs> okay, next one, Jeopardy Pain and Rope Play. The heck is Jeopardy Play? I'm like, pretty the sure game it's show like, Jeopardy? Yes, yes. Alex yeah, Trebek yeah! is gonna come into the into the dungeon <laughs> while you're doing your bondage and be like, okay, game category. Show play. <laughs> game show play. I think it's like um god damn it, what's the word? Like when something is at stake. Like there's pain oh. and you're gonna get more pain, but there's a stake, like you're trying to escape or something. Whoever this is, uh god damn it, explain Jeopardy pain. Uh <laughs> I've heard the term before, but I don't know if I'm making okay. the connection. And then once again, another knife play with sensual touch. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 I swear to God, we're like 12 now. We're idiots, <laughs> man. <laughs> well, that is true. And then finally, I ended, I actually clicked the little FetLife discussion thing and said, we're just going to end on this one. <sighs> to being in restrictive bondage and be fucked thoroughly by Abraham Lincoln. What? How did that? You tell me who did that. I did not do that. Oh, I did man. not write that, but that Why was Abraham definitely... That has to that be was... one of our trickster listeners, one of our our little ornery ones that like to cause trouble. Well, it could be. By the way, just so you know, I'm at storage, and three doors down, my door is wide open. Oh. And I heard the whole, like, for the last 20 minutes, this couple was there, and I'm like, and bondage, and smacking pussies, and touching pussies, and pussies, and pussies, and they just left, and they drove by my door real slow, and they looked right at me, and I'm like, hey, you got my headphones and the microphone, it looks like a studio, I'm like, how you doing? Welcome to storage. Have a good night. Drive safe now, you kids. Maybe go try some shit. Go try some shit. (laughs) Probably won't be here very much longer. (laughs) <laughs> but goddamn, Abraham Lincoln pounding your freaking vag. Hmm, That's what I'm talking about. All right. Give me that hat. Each his own. <laughs> Give me that hat. The hat and the beard. <laughs> I'll do it. Is a zebra labia all covered with stripes? Seek our godly wisdom on some fucking advice. Alrighty, folks. On some fucking advice today, we have a letter from JDB who wrote to us and said... 
I love you guys and everything that you do for the community. I am a PP zombie. Woohoo! That is, you have listened to 50 or more episodes of Perverted Podcast on your way up to PP No Life Zam, which means you are a zombie apocalypse master and have listened to every single show we've made. Woohoo! Uh, and I try to share your wisdom with whomever is interested. Wow, we have wisdom and they're sharing it, Boogie. This is a person on drugs, and we should probably be careful how we proceed. Stop paraphrasing everything I said. <laughs> I'll shut up now. All right. All right. So they said, so here's the deal. I was part of a group on Facebook for BDSM learning and growing. Now, on a side note, Boogie, I'm going to repeat that. A BDSM learning and growing group on Facebook. All right. Okay. Yesterday, a young Dom posted that he was looking for new punishments for his sub. A fellow member blasted him and said maybe he shouldn't be a dom if he can't do it himself. Douche. <laughs> so I spoke to an administrator about this exchange, and she seemed to have no problems with it. Needless to say, I left the group. I'd like for you guys to weigh in on this because I truly value your opinion. Please help me make sense of this. BDSM is close to my heart, and I can't stand feeling this way about our community as and its so-called leaders. All righty. <laughs> to keep this brief, I will say before we begin that we're not really going to weigh in on what was said, right. but we're going to weigh in on how he or she, I don't know uh, how they identify. They. I'm just going to say she. Okay, how they um, felt about what this and what this is doing to them because clearly from that last couple of sentences this is really fucking with their head because um they have had this uh, they're completely disillusioned now with their community and i think that's what is really uh something that needs to be discussed because i'm gonna you know this is just my experience boogie i'm just gonna say what i have been through and what i have seen so many people go through and that is that we enter into the community and the elation that we feel uh, at having found for the first time in our lives something that speaks to a part of us that we have set, kept secret for so long is just, it cannot even be described. You, you just feel that you've entered nirvana, that this is a group of people who loves you, who's going to keep you safe. Um, all these people are wonderful. They have rules in place. They have safe words. They, they're, they're, your safety is of their utmost concern, and we all feel the same way, and we're all going to sit down and uh, play the guitar around the, around the fire and sing Kumbaya. And I have felt that way, and I... <laughs> oh, my God. Everyone in the community is perfect. Kumbaya. <laughs> Nobody could ever make a mistake or be a douchebag. Wouldn't that be lovely? <laughs> Kumba motherfucking ya. That's not real. Okay, move on. No, Sorry. it's so true. And I, I'm, we're being funny and sarcastic, at least I am, because uh, I've been through that pain, and that's how I deal with my pain, is I get very cynical and sarcastic. So I'm, I don't mean to... Uh, you make light of what they're going through, but you, you will uh, almost guarantee that you will have that kind of fall from grace uh, at some point in the community. And, and the problem is that the, the community is no different from any other group or community that you're part of, whether it's your friends, your family, any kind of association, any kind of thing you get together, everything is great in the moment until you start to see the, 
disagreements, the differences of opinion. And sometimes you can uh, wave those away and sometimes you can live with them and sometimes you can't. Sometimes those differences or opinions are, are like, Jesus, I've known you for a year. I had no idea that you thought abortion is elite, should be illegal. You know, that's like, right. I had no idea that we were so apart in so much. And then you start to see the cracks and everything and your whole world falls apart. And nowhere is it more true than in the BDSM and kink community, because there are some motherfuckers out there who have not, and I'm not going to say that strong opinions is the only is bad, but they have the, the horrible combination of having extremely strong opinions and having no, absolutely no room for any other opinion in their life. They want to create an echo chamber. They want to create a group in which they all close ranks and they don't allow any kind of dissent in there because this is the way it is. And we think that's the way it is. And if you don't, you're an asshole and get the fuck out of here. And this is, seems to be what this person has encountered. And I'm going to say, don't fucking be disillusioned just because you found a group that is so far apart from where you are in allowing other people. And by the way, it's a group for BDSM learning and growing, learn and grow motherfucker. That doesn't mean you sit in your own little echo chamber <laughs> telling everybody else that don't agree with me, get the fuck out. So find another group easier said than done. If you're in a location where that you don't have that many other groups, I feel for you. If you do boogie has, has, uh, talked about that recently about how hard it is to be in a place where there's absolutely nothing there. So I, I get it, but don't be disillusioned just because this group of motherfuckers has decided that they're going to take this ridiculous stance and throw away anybody else who has a different opinion. Here, 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 maybe here, here, sort of here, here, maybe there. I'm, a I'm with, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Absolutely. On most of this, uh, probably all of it. Um, I just want to say all you need to, this is an old AA uh, joke. All you need to start a new meeting is a resentment and a coffee pot. If you have a resentment and a coffee pot, you now have the strength and gumption to start your own group and to start a group that's more literal liberal. And people have started their own groups because they felt that, I mean, that's how every denomination of Christianity was formed. Somebody said, you're not doing it the way I want it to be done. And then they start their own group. And we have started groups and we started our own podcast because we saw a place that hopefully what we have to share is of benefit to a larger audience because we saw things that maybe were lacking in other areas, or we just, Kathy and I just hold out hope that someday people will fuck us because we're awesome. That's really what it is. Yeah, but no, yeah, that's really what it is, but we have to settle for the fact that we're hopefully giving, you know, a general amount of information. But once again, based on some of the hate mail we've received, we don't do that for everyone. And there are a lot of people that have come against uh, things Kathy and I have said, mostly me, and and said, you're, you know, we don't like you. This is wrong. You shouldn't say this. And my response is almost ad nauseum always, what a great chance for you to start a podcast. That your opinions and the way you do things can have an effect on the people that generally think like you. The problem is, is it takes a lot of work to start a group or a club 
or a podcast. And it takes a commitment to that. The resentment has to be so strong and your coffee pot has to be so good at making coffee that you will stay consistent because of your beliefs. And so some people, instead of starting their own meeting, they'll just continually become a boil in that group because they don't want to run the group. They want the other people to change, you know, and be more like them, which in some cases I believe is valid and righteous. Like, I don't know the whole information about this. And I think I even told the, the person that sent us the letter, I don't know both sides of this, but from what you're telling me, it's kind of shitty to shoot down an honest question from someone that's new. I would not do that. And I wouldn't be a part of a group like that if they if they encouraged or allowed that type of discourse to happen. Right. So I would go start my own group. I'm not afraid of doing that. Done it before. So, so I don't know. I say this is a great time to, if you can't find a group that has the message that you are, first I have to look at myself and say, what am I fighting against? And do I have things I need to change about myself? Am I disagreeing with things because of whatever? And then if I'm really strong on this and go, no, I really think this is the best, the best point of view. That's the time to uh, go into Facebook or FetLife and click start a new group. And there's been groups that I've seen started as a direct resentment result of how other groups handle their business and literally put the other group's name in their group name, you know, ask a question without being ridiculed. I forget what it was. There was some big FetLife group where men were allowed to ask questions or something to females or something like that. And then, but it just started getting real bashy on those men for asking questions. So they started another group that said the same thing, except we won't bash you. (laughs) (laughs) So... Uh, well, I hope that helps. Um, I, I really, you know, feel for this person because I know my own fall from grace in this was was really hard and very painful. And um, I saw an entire leadership of the club that I loved turn against us, and and people that I thought would never turn against us did. That's one of the harder yeah. examples of what of what happens. And then there's the lighter ones, like wow, I really don't agree with you, but we can still be friends. I mean, it's not always, sometimes it gets to the point where you have such a fundamental difference of opinion from me. I can't see eye to eye on that. Sorry, we can't be friends. And then there are other times where you can just say, well, agree to disagree. Let's just stay kink friends and that's good. So you you have to determine for yourself which one you're going to do. Kind of like this whole show between you and I. Ah, in what way? (laughs) Well, kind of like... You know, you and I disagree all the time and hate each other and, and, you know, but, you know, it's not enough to not hang out or do a show. I mean, it's, it's actually very true. You and I are a perfect example. We love this show so much that we're willing to put up with each other's, the things that really piss us off about each other and do the show. But we found, but the reason that we've been able to do that is we've, we've identified the fact that we have such basic fundamental differences that we pull away. And I don't know if you feel the same way, but this is how I feel. We pull away from each other's lives in a lot of areas so that we cannot get to the precipice of that, um, of those times where we disagree and instead focus our energies on the times when we're together on the show. 
I absolutely agree. And what is amazing for the perverted podcast listeners, what you are now experiencing is called Kathy and I side talking about issues outside of the show to then come to conclusions so then we can deal with it on the show. Huh? I don't know well, what you just said. <laughs> What? <laughs> well, it's like I said something that may have something to deal with some things we've dealt with in the recent past. And then you've said something that kind of explains your point of view of how things that outside of the show. And that's, you know, so I just wanted the listeners to know that we do that. Okay. And, and that's actually pretty healthy because it, once again, just like you said, this is how we have come to terms with how we work and our differences and our, you know, interpreted foibles that each of the other has, you know, sometimes I really feel like we're like mom and dad. Uh -oh. And then when I feel like I'm like, well, fuck Kathy, fuck Kathy, you know, and then it's like, well, how are we going to tell the kids mom and dad are divorcing? I'm so terrified of that. Con you know, like if sometimes, you, you know, one day you leave or I leave or whatever, you know, it's like, well, what are we going to tell the kids? Oh, my God. How, like, are we going to have that sit down, you the know, divorce sit down, the divorce sit down with the perverted podcast listeners and go, you're, you know, your mom and I love you very much. And both of us love you very much. That is undeniable. But we, you know, you know, we can't live in the same house anymore. And you have to decide where you're going to live. And it shouldn't be with her because she's a bitch. Oh, my God. Is that how your divorce conversation went? And, and then you're like, well, you can't live with him because he's a two-timing piece of shit that fucks everything that walks. <laughs> and then I'm like, hey, kid, I'll buy you a fucking car. And you're like, I'm not going to buy you a car, but you want, I'll hold you and buy you ice cream. Oh, my God. We're going to traumatize our listeners. <laughs> They're going to have PTSD. They, they already do, Kathy. That's true. They, they listen to the show. They have PTSD. <laughs> they already do. That marks the end of show 284. Don't forget to write to us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com. Tell us what's going on in your lives. And if you're feeling extra happy, swing by patreon.com forward slash pervertedpodcast and lend us your support. Thanks to all of you, our amazing listeners who tune into our show. You give Boogie and I a reason to keep coming back to the mic every week. And I mean that with all sincerity. A most special thank you to our wonderful Patreon supporters who make it possible for us to finish 284 shows, bitches. Oh, shit. That's a lot of shows. It is. <laughs> Another 284? Let's not think about that right now. Yeah, let's not. <laughs> but it is very goddamn exciting to be a part of the show. And next week's going to be great. It looks like, remember Joe, our leather-making Joe? Yes. Yes, I think uh, we may be able to get him. I'm working it out because he's actually going to come to storage because he's so desperate to get out of his fucking house that he's like, well, I can come down. I don't have a microphone. I'm old. I don't know how to work a computer. Everything. I'm like, well, you can do this. He's like, I don't know how. Can I please just leave the house and come <laughs> and sit with a human being and talk about kinky stuff? Are you yes, guys going to sit on like opposite ends of the storage Absolutely. Space? Well, he can sit by the door. You know, the temperature is going to be down, you know, and so we'll... Well, then, then we'll go out and get a sandwich and sit like, you know, seven feet apart or whatever. It should be good. And some good stuff coming up. Really, really excited about the stuff coming out. And don't worry. 
Sorry to be a bummer in the early show, but we'll make it work. I'll get the car running. I'm going to get out yes, and get will. some fucking tail. It's just more, you know, just I, whatever, you know. It you just, is you what just it keep is. keep doing it. And so yeah. let's just get out there and try to have some fun and be the light that shines in a dark place for all of our fucking zombies and listeners. We'll see you next week. Shut up, bitch. No one cares. Shut up, bitch. No one cares. So you think you're the first one to get stood up on a date? Shut up, bitch. No one cares. And you're sad that your roommates teased you when they found your inflatable mate. Shut up, bitch. No one cares. Do you think you're the only one to get a blister on your cock? Shut up, bitch. No one cares. Do you think you're the only one who has a Nazi prick for a boss? Shut up, bitch. No one cares. It's not that your feelings aren't valid, and it's good to open up and share. But you can't whine to me every fucking minute and expect I'm always eager to hear. So your body's fallen apart. You think you're going through menopause Shut up, bitch That's right, Mom No one cares And you're mad you were 22 When you found out there was no Santa Claus Ho, ho, shut up, bitch No one cares (laughs) And then surprised when you get a computer virus from downloading internet porn shut up bitch you pervert no one cares you won't take off your shirt during sex because you believe your body's ugly and deformed shut up bitch you wrote that about you huh fuck off no one cares You're the only one that has to go through shit Well, you're wrong, cause we all have shit And your shit's not the only shit that shit We all got shit that shit Hey, Amy, what's going on? Ugh, I totally might lose my job I mean, my boss came over to my desk the other day And he was like, you can't be on Facebook all day And I'm like, I'm totally not but I totally am. <laughs> oh my god, what if I do lose my job? I mean, I need 
my job. I have a lot of bills and they cost a lot of money to pay for. And like, I have a dog and a bird and they depend on me. Amy. I mean, they need food to eat things. And how Amy. am I be able to afford to, to pay for all these things? And Amy. how am I going to pay my dog walker? Amy. How am I going to get my hair done? Amy. Shut up, bitch. What? No one cares. They don't? Shut up, bitch. That's harsh. No one cares. I guess. Shut up, bitch. Sing it with me. No one cares. Good. Shut up, bitch. No one cares. Feel better? Sorta. Shut up, bitch. No one cares. Shut up, bitch. No one cares. Shut up. Shut up, bitch.